Hello, this is a Jayla Shark and Friends and Russell mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to the talented and handsome Zach Underwood. Australian, shh, don't tell anyone. Zach talks about his life growing up in Thailand, university in London, modelling for me, and working with his dad on some wonderful design projects. Zach is super smart, creative, and one of the nicest people we know, and has some amazing stories to tell us about his journey. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Does no one panic about fire alarms? Oh, it's gone off. Okay. Apparently not. I, th- I think that would be the one o'clock bell for them to go back to work. Is that right? Or go to lunch? No, it's one o'clock. Zach's here. Oh, hey, Zach. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah. Handsome man. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, really well. Really well, actually. Better since you two showed up. Well, oh, well it goes without. Most people say that, to be flirt. honest. <laughs> um, so with the lovely, do you go, I, I called you Zachary once, and you told me off because you said that I was talking to you like Too your mother. Formally. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't full name someone unless you're really cross with them. I was really cross with you. I think. <laughs> yeah. What did I do? I can't remember. I Must have been something awful. Mm. Anyway, Zachary. Yeah. Zach Underwoods, legend, guru, mo- handsome model. Used to be a yes, model. Yes, true. I say used to be. Used a model. to be. He's not any handsome anymore. No, no, grown out of that. Definitely. <laughs> those, those days are very much those past. Those days of modeling with <laughs> yeah. sexy chicks in bikini are now gone. Yeah. Um, Zach Underwood, we're sat here at your, is it your, would you call it yours? Because it's um, the Underwood factory, technically, so it's technically yours. It's, uh, well, it's const- in constant evolution. This place changes all the time, so. That is true. Uh, it's, it's a split between me and dad. We're, we've been actually been working on this quite a bit since uh, we opened the restaurant here so uh, opened the cafe really tell nice tell us about the cafe oh, definitely this is my <laughs> segment <laughs> uh, so uh, since since uh, the C word started yep. uh, COVID began like our restaurant in Kalim had, was suffering really sure. bad we didn't have anyone show up so moved the guys to the factory just to keep them employed make sure sh- we didn't want to lay anyone off mm-hmm. um, so they were working down in the factory for quite some time. What are they doing? Chefs, mosaics, um, <laughs> packing things, odd jobs we could find for them. Um, but then we opened up the restaurant here and it's kind of kicked off. Quite um, was the idea to open is just, we've got staff, well, we've it got was, the kit. I, I mean, we have a canteen here anyway, so yeah. it's basically opening up the canteen for everyone, everyone. else. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great though. I've eaten here many times before the, it's called the grind, isn't it? I'm, I'm assuming that's a play on the word of grinding coffee. See what I've done there? <laughs> Clever me. Yeah. Unless you're talking about you're going to go there after a hard day grinding yeah. at work. Yeah, everyone says that's or, back or to the grind, isn't it? Back to the grind. Yeah. Or if where you'd be found most of the time, grinder. Yeah. <laughs> Zachary Underwoods. Uh, Badum cha. Um, Badum. Oh. I've never think you I've had sound effects to this podcast. I will you? do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a sound effect of a yeah. big, <laughs> a big bear grinding me. You don't. <laughs> Is that wrong? You don't need sound effects. You got Russell here. <laughs> I think if I was gay, if bite. I was on Grinder, I think I would go for the bears. I'm not sure I want to go down this road. I think, well, no. I just think. Well, I, I think you you're bordering on a bear. 
Am I? Am I? I you're, think you're, I am. You're bordering on a bear. I need to go and get my hair cut this afternoon. <laughs> anyway, back to Zachary. Um, how long have you been on the island for? God, since I was about 10. Uh, came here after the... So after the 97 crash, my dad had a factory in Bangkok, which he then moved to Phuket because the only thing that was still chugging on was tourism. So uh, my mum, my sister and I went back to Australia for a year and then came back after everything was settled. Um, so we started at the British International School pretty mm -hmm. soon after um, and then went through high school there. So uh, Bryce, uh, where, where were you hatched? Cat catched. Yeah. Where That's you... Russell's term for born, I believe. Oh, Australia. Yeah. Yeah, okay. in uh, Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane. Oh, we've all got Cat issues. Catched. Okay. <laughs> so, but you don't sound Australian, luckily Thank enough. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God, yeah. I worked uh, long and hard on that. <laughs> but you have, I'm assuming you have a Australian passport. Yes, Australian passport. We can edit that but bit out. It's okay. <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, um, but like international schools, everyone ends up with the same yeah. kind of like intercontinental. Smorgasbord of an accent. Yes, yeah. accent that can't really be placed that? anywhere. No, I know what a smorgasbord okay. is. That's where you get go accent. and you get some salmon and you get some bread and you eat it all. It's like a, it's like a Swedish breakfast. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that a smorgasbordish? <laughs> it's close enough. Um, so growing up, so what was growing up like in, in Oh, it's Phuket? great. Yeah, it's tell, fantastic. tell two people that haven't grown up what growing up is like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good question, Russ. Oh, God. Um, it's great. It's like you couldn't find somewhere better. Like, honestly. But even your teenage years. Yeah, yeah. It's like great friends, good neighborhood. Uh, had have a really good group of friends that I still still have now. So I don't know what else you can hope for from your your teen years looking back, especially, you know? Sex, drugs. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. that's I, not so much of that. Yeah. <laughs> that I think much nothing after. we could talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beep. Um, I think it's also, you can't really compare your childhood because you, well, like any part, any part of your life, really, I guess, to a point. But your, your formative years, yeah, that's where I grew up. That's what I know. So that's that's all you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? so, I, you, there was a feeling of, um, kind of felt Phuket was a bit of a cultural black hole when it, especially what ten years ago now. Like, there wasn't a lot that was happening here, and maybe it's a little bit different now. But I went to London for four years to study and I actually what did you study my, sorry uh, fine art yeah so fine art and CSM CSM central central st. Martin's right uh, yeah still don't know what that means even though he said it <laughs> uh, but like coming back you realize it's there's more it's like more of a blank blank slate there's more opportunities here and like I was actually really keen on getting back and like getting into things because I've when I went to when I went to London, I don't know. I just I felt out of place, and I guess it's something when you grow up in Asia, you just kind of oh totally have, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. There's something about the mentality. Your first about ten years lifestyle. were all in Australia. Oh yeah yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Oh so, no, so. But I actually I moved to Bangkok when I was three. So oh wow yeah so yeah since so you, I was okay so you've grown up in Thailand yeah right okay so yeah I think you're right. We're going to the opportunities. I think that's something that. The huge positive for me living here in Phuket for the last 12 years is the opportunities that you get to do different things mm. and try different things. And I think we've mentioned this before on a podcast where I don't think I'd had the chance to be on a, a local radio the size of... Yeah, yeah. I know that 
the local radio in Phuket we don't think is huge, but compare it to England local radio, it's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. You know, you're covering a huge area, and to be on that and to be on stage and to do stuff like that, I'm not sure I would have the opportunity to do that in the UK. Maybe I would because I'm amazing, but <laughs> maybe you wouldn't, Russell. But then there's, it's more, I think, to the red tape that we'd have to jump through and all those sort of loopholes rather than sort of rocking up and saying, hey, I can do this, great, on you I go. Think, I, I also think there's, a, there's an openness nice recovery to it as well. Thanks. Like, um, you, you meet, meet people here, uh, people that you might not have met back back in Australia or back in the UK. Like, there's, there's just an openness for people to sort of, like, meet and collaborate and talk about what they're doing because they're really sort of driven and excited. And the key word there for me is collaboration. Yeah. And Sam mentioned this, was it last week? week before? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Um, the difference with like an expat life is you just get kind of get dropped into it and you get swept along with it. Yeah. You have to get on with the person next to you and whoever comes in and out your life at various points because it's very transient. People aren't always here for a long time. The ones that are, you tend to sort of bond really strongly with. Yeah. If you're sort of, you know, born and bred in the same Australian town, went to school, had friends and everything. It can be very complacent. Wherever in the world yeah. you are, it's very same same as you're very hunkered down to your own. Whereas here we're exposed to so many different people, cultures, backgrounds, ideologies, political affiliations, hamsters, yeah. that you just have to kind of take the rough with the smooth. Sorry, I thought I could be with ping pongs. Right. Um, what's wrong with the hamsters? Oh, I got to tell you a story about I lost the hamster. Let's come back to that. Okay. <laughs> um, when you went to study fine art, was that what you wanted to do yeah. when you was going through school? So what, what, when you say fine art, what does for someone like me, a heathen, what does uh, it mean? <laughs> I loved like I loved drawing when I was a kid, and I loved painting, like ev anything creative, really. And fine art was what I saw as a kind of outlet for that. My dad studied sculpture when he was in, he was doing his uh, art degree, um, but I never really saw it as that's what you're going to end up doing. You know, it's <laughs> uh, to be honest, university was it was more a a time where you could collaborate and you were exposed to a lot of different kind of art forms and people and methods and processes and it was a real kind of a how to say kind of general stroke of create creativity especially wow. in the UK you're describing university very different how I would describe yeah, it yeah I'm with you on this yeah. one yeah what was your uni like getting Sex, drunk drugs and women oh that that's trying too. lots of yeah. drugs <laughs> shagging horsey girls <laughs> I went to yeah. an equine college. It was perfect. Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the difference between like um, you and me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, no. I was going to say big city unis and like where, where did which? Oh, Gloucester. It was okay. full of weird inbred people yeah. and horse chicks. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, Some, sometimes they were mixed, and that was really weird. <laughs> where were you doing fine art? Uh, well, in in London. So oh, that wow. was okay. Yeah, it's, it, you can get lost in that city pretty pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. When, t to me, when you say the word fine art, it is... It, it it's is a bit... Rembrandt, it is Picasso. That, would, that, to me, is what I would say was fine art. I what, would, what would you describe it as? Well, I mean, you know, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. are the only two I know. <laughs> to be honest, going, when I was in uni, I realised what a, what a lot of, bu what a of bullshit. What a crock of shit it is. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty bullshit. Um, but what you found... Because like, it, fine art can be really... Uh, sort of removed from reality like it might be a commentary on what the state of the world is blah -de blah but it doesn't really have any real value mm. actually can we cut that <laughs> <laughs> no but it's it's the classic it can it's be, in the eye of the beholder it, it can be like really uh, like there was a lot of disillusionment when I was in uni because I thought it was 
just like there was so much critical thinking wrapped up with and it kind of destroyed cracked down on what I actually really enjoyed about it in the first place just accept it for what it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I in interest sorry to interrupt as I always do um, interesting I did theater studies at a level and I hated theater studies because it was learning about who invented the backdrop who invented the way the curtain worked who invented and I was like mate I just want to get on stage and perform I don't mm. want to do all this kind of I don't care that so-and-so yeah. -so invented this and so-and-so invented that. Oh, I want to perform. Did you find that as well? Was it more learning about stuff that you didn't want? You just wanted to no, be creative and get out there? I, I realized I'm much more of a practical person. And you get lost when there's not a framework for you to work inside of, you know? Oh, so, he's using lots of puns on art framework to get there. <laughs> um, like, I, I like it when I've got something that's got a, a purpose so maybe I should have gone more in the line of design rather than fine art because it's a little bit more brief driven um, but I actually most the most what I most enjoyed when I was out there was when I was working for like doing internships or working for designers and that was very practical and then coming back here it's it's the same like you explore processes you build things you have to experiment you have to figure out how to make things like and I, it's really what I enjoy. When you went to the UK for uni, was the, the goal, the intention always to come back and work here or were you it was, sort of open? It was pretty open yeah, at that okay. point, but towards the end of it, I knew I wanted to be back. Right. Yeah. You didn't right. See, I, didn't, I don't see a path for me in, in London or the UK. Well, it, not even, yeah, yeah. I didn't really see a future there, but I also, there was a, I just felt like I was, I, 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 I was finished. I yeah. felt like I'd, I'd had enough, uh, you know, I'd done. So, and what years were you in London? Uh, so from the best years, actually, uh, we had the wedding, the Olympics, like oh, before it all turned yeah, to okay, shit. Yeah, yeah. 2012. Uh, thank you. I was going to say there's there's not many opportunities for Australians in London apart from working in a bar and obviously doing your fine art degree. You don't want to go and work in a pub, you know, because that's generally what Australians go and do. <laughs> um, um, Zachary, how old are you now? I am 30. Wow. I know. Yeah, I just hit young. the big trio about yeah a couple of weeks ago now. Oh, with your birthday. oh, cheers, mate. With your dad being such a uh, an artist and a sculptor and kind of you know, and he's created some great things. And Zach's got to sign invoices while he's being recorded. This is great. Yeah, um, this is podcast gold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just keep going. going. You yeah. sign these oh, that's things. Right. Yeah. You want to check them first? Can we? Can we all sign one? Yeah, <laughs> and something for um, I'll go keep talking about your dad for a little while. Yeah, go on, I'm, I'm listening. Hair. Well, no, with him growing up doing sculpture and doing stage design and doing. Did you want to follow in his footsteps? Was it something that you kind of wanted to do because of him, or is it a passion that you had yourself? We're very much cut from the same stone in that way. Like we're very like we're very creative. We like making things. We like building things. We like just to just like the energy and create like creativity is like it's amazing, you know. And that's always kind of what I wanted to base my life around. My dad's always kind of said this factories should be just considered as, as a tool, right? Mm -hmm. He does his things with it, I do my things with it, so it's a really good base to to just to be able to make stuff. And like, I, it's, it's honestly great because I wouldn't be able to have like half the opportunities I've had up until this point without that sort of base, so I'm super thankful for it. Um, doesn't mean we're like 100%, we agree on everything and we, want to do different things but you've got to really appreciate the fact that like I haven't had to start from scratch and yeah, have yeah. the frustrations of not having a space to work mm -hmm. or having to work another job while I'm trying or to do something creative you know 
So in that way, it's amazing. Cool. We'll let you sign your invoices while Russell and I have a little chat about Zach. We could do the outro quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good pod. Was I enjoyed pod. that. I enjoyed that. Coffee was really nice. I'm glad I we came I love the here. bit where he came out at the very end. Yeah. It was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, all that, that whole 45 minutes. Yeah. It was you know, like Sam a couple of weeks ago with her big reveal. I, the, the big reveals are the important part of season I, I, two, I feel. I thought he was straight as a darrow. As a, as a darrow. As a darrow. <laughs> a darrow is. <laughs> anyway, just sign your invoices. Hey, guys. Hey. Is that a sorry, sorry about that. Is sorry that like a that. stressful admin day oh, done yeah, for you, is it? Yes, yeah. yes. What yeah. do Spending you, money. <laughs> before we get on to what you do here and what you do now and, and kind of what do you really like in your free time with the, the art stuff? Not work stuff it's really tied together like is it really yeah there's no there's no art work without art or art without work yeah and plus like we're um like COVID has slowed a lot of uh kind of slowed a lot down but we're still chugging on luckily Mm. so it's as really as busy as ever where's your predominant client market um so we We've basically got one incredibly good client that we, my dad's been working for for the last 20 years, um, which is Bensley out of Bangkok. Okay. Uh, they do all the most, the weirdest and most wonderful resorts and homes and spaces you've okay. ever seen. And luckily we get to be involved and try and create, try and actually most of the time it's just trying to work out how to fabricate those ideas and, and how does that work then so a, a, a new ridiculously funky resort comes online yeah they engage Bensley to to design it yeah so and we then they drop to you and say right make it yeah so, so they uh, give you this they give you the they sketch it do this uh, yeah pretty much so uh, they'll do all the um, uh, the master planning and architectural design and concept design and drawings um, but then we get engaged to try and figure out how to produce it and we add our own spin on things try and make it's basically like we troubleshoot all their ideas to make sure it's feasible and make sure it works and we try and create something that can people can talk about i really think like we we make talking points you know for for places and spaces and things that catch your eyes and things that you you need to engage with you know if if i may interrupt momentarily i would argue that you've really understated the the (laughs) eye-catching things for people to talk about because everyone talks about yeah the, the the underwood brand for not not just for here but for bits and pieces they've seen it's yeah it's not just yeah it's kind of cool it's I, well I, I'm, I'm, fucking I'm, awesome i'm i'm in it all the time so well yeah okay, yeah no, yeah I, no yeah, but I, I, I yeah, you can you can yeah yeah no i i, I understand it's yeah yeah it's it's yeah <laughs> do you want to continue working with your father or is there a part of you that wants to really spread break your wings free. and break free and go and do your own thing and create? And, do, a- and like you said off air, do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There's there's a part of me that like it's like working. Family businesses are never easy. Like mm. you always have to find ways of working together. But I feel like initially I, there was a lot of a little bit of friction, but. Now we're more so in the, we understand that we create really interesting and good things together. And we have different takes on it. Like dad's been like building things for his, entire, his entire life. So he understands how things can like create really tactile things. 
sculptures and objects and interesting compositions. And like if you, I'll show you guys later, but his mechanical sculptures are out of this world. Like he's set up a studio in the back of the factory and that's what he does half of the time. Yeah. And it, they're amazing. And they're just, it, and it's, it's things that are weird, like things that you can't even describe because they're just so weird. <laughs> I, listen, I mean, I've, I, Tank and I, God rest his soul, played on this stage because we're sat in, your, in, your, in the Grind Cafe here at the Underwood Factory, a little plug there. But we, uh, we sat on this stage and we performed. And, and, and that was the first time I think I met your dad oh, yeah. um, was when Tank and I first opened, a, when did the Shark Tank. God, that was years and years yeah, and years yeah. and years ago. Um, I think that was the first time we actually met. Was, was when it? We did, I think it was. Because I think your sister was here as well. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think she was at that time. Anyway, either or, but your dad was always saying, oh, we could make this for you and we could do this for you. We can have you coming up through the stage and we yeah. can do this. Can do <laughs> yeah, it's still the same. You know, and he's just so out there, but so brilliant. And then he does the stuff that he says. And that's what I find really, because when then we did the, the Jamie Shark party. and Friends coming out party, which yeah. we did here three, two years ago, three years ago, whenever it was, mm. two years ago. And even then, you know, you guys we gave built us a, the machine built to build a magic, chair. magic, magic trick. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. magic. That wasn't, it wasn't magic. It was real. Yeah. It, was, it was a real it, box. <laughs> yeah. spin round. My neck's only just come back. But is that, do you have the same passion that he does where you just want to go and create weird stuff and then see what happens afterwards? Because, I mean, you create that magic box. He built that not for anybody. No, yeah. Just because he could. Because he could. Yeah, because he could and because he wanted to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm at the moment I'm much more business orientated so I'm thinking more in terms of clients and admin work and running the factory so that does have a little little bit more time to get stuck into the so sorts of projects but yeah they, they are really really incredible but do you find that dynamic works or helps the relationship in the family perspective because your dad's off doing all the not all the creative stuff but he's being totally creative not so much on the admin and the, the clients well he's, he's definitely playing playing to his strengths y yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and do you find that well okay i'll pick up this end not necessarily because i want because i have to but i also i want to i enjoy that side of things yeah yeah i mean to a degree like it's it's all it's all balance isn't it so yeah you really want to be able to do it all but you have to do what's really pertinent at the time for you too and like yeah, no, especially over the last few 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 years, and especially recently, it's really been about pushing on with work and making sure we're gonna survive and come out stronger at the end, other end of this. So we, we mentioned earlier you were a model. You, oh. you, you entered into the modeling world for a, a oh, few God. years. Tell God. us about that experience. I was well, I was I was 18 at the time, and did you? Because um, <laughs> I've used you and a, and a few others. Careful how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it's Zach closer to the just truth a than skimpy you think. pair of pants. No. Um, did you enjoy that? Because you did some modeling. It was, look, we say the word modeling. You did some photo shoots for <laughs> yeah, some video yeah. shoots. Did you enjoy that? They're fun. They're so much fun. What, what, like, where else do you get to hang out with beautiful people for a day and yeah. get paid for it? You know? like. Did we pay I've, you? Oh, in, we did in, in favors. In favors, yeah. No, but would you go back to it? <sighs> I think that time's... Past. The so, time is past. Yeah. The mind is willing. <laughs> no, the mind is yeah. willing. I've, um, I've worked with Zach on a 
couple of photo shoots, I think it is, and or maybe one or two, and they've always been I mean, great. Oh, fun. They've, been, they've just been fun. It's it's like it's a it's especially a day working out. with the fat yeah. mango guys. Oh yeah. I mean, and then you get in work with with Cat, yeah. who's now in France, who's doing super super. She's on TV and stuff. Oh, yeah? yeah. Wow. She's amazing. presenting channels and stuff. It's amazing. Definitely. She's got her boobies done as well now. A lot bigger oh. than they were, obviously, because that's when you get boobies done. So, Zach, you, day-to-day, -day, what are you doing? Day-to-day, uh, -day. okay, day in the life. Um, somewhere, like, dealing with clients, working on projects, designing things. I've such a wide variety of stuffs that it's hard to pick anything down. Like, at the, for example, at the moment, we're doing... Uh, uh, we're doing a renovation in Phuket Town. We're, we're conjoining two shop houses, which is really quite fun. Um, it's the first renovation project I've kind of handled fully on myself. So, so when you say renovate, so what are you renovating it to and from? Uh, from and to? So it's, to? Um, it's, a, it's a family home for uh, this American family that they've just been wanting, since, since COVID started, mm -hmm. they've really wanted to put a bit of time into making the place look incredible because they've realized they're going to stay out here for the next ever next for for <clears throat> however long uh so yeah it's been doing things like knocking together kitchens making spaces like yeah really really nice stuff and where does the design are you trying to keep it more into the phuket <coughs> kind of feel or have you got free range to make because if you you know you walk into the underwood factory walk into the grind here and it's mental, you know, it's mm, crazy. Are you yeah. doing the same sort of thing with that renovation? Or oh, are you no, no, it's, what it's, the the polar, it's the polar opposite. <laughs> polar opposite. So we met with Just the... Clean uh, lines. We met with a client uh, early on, and it was, it was me and Dad. So Because we, we, we double-team these meetings all the time. I'm the fresh new face, and he's the withered wise uh, <laughs> artist. <laughs> um, but we, do, we, we generally do quite well because we add such a different slant on it. You rock up at someone's house with Gandalf next year. It's <laughs> yeah. make an impression. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I think more Hagrid, I'd, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, Hagrid and Harry next next to each other. Um, yeah, uh, but from the get-go, he was like, because he's very, he's got a very white box aesthetic, right? Very gallery. Um, think think uh, New York white box gallery kind of idea. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, what do you mean? And... I was like, I'm more, I don't really, I've always sort of felt that like everything has a language when you're talking about design, everything's got its language, got influences. And I like to see when different things that you don't necessarily think would go together, find a way to make that happen. You know, they, this, it creates a bit of interest, you know? Um, so in this case, it was bringing that sort of very contemporary loft, uh, white box aesthetic to a very old Phuket town townhouse. Um, so that's been very interesting. It's an eclectic mix right there. Yeah, yeah. But he was from the get-go, he was like, I, he, he could really appreciate what my dad was doing, but he was like, this is not for me. This is definitely not for me. Um, but it's, you know, like, it's about finding those, those projects and adapting your, your, your style and the work you do for it. Is there a project that you're really proud of that you've done? Yes, yes. Uh, the most recent one, which is the photo I showed you earlier. Okay. Was a. Uh, How much can we talk about that? Uh, it was a, a boxing ring for a project in Bangkok uh, up in a penthouse of the Mahanakorn Tower. I've seen the pictures um, of this. Yeah, it was incredible. So How have you seen intricately, the pictures of this? intricately 
detailed stamps, yeah, leather panels sewn together. We've got a giant leather mat inside with these like gun barrel metallic columns that are holding the ropes in together and they get sort of stretched up into these cranks that are inside the columns, like brass detailing on these, all these leather straps that are holding the ropes together. It's like beautiful, beautiful. And did you, you made it here, I'm using the technical term, you made it here then shipped it up there in bits. And then yeah, yeah, just... well that's like our process. We so that's what you do, prefab so you make everything. everything and you prefab it in the factory. Yeah. Do you then put it together first before you ship it up? How does that work? Oh, well this, in this you? case, we actually managed to shoot a music video here with <laughs> it prior. Cause we were like, God, we can't just like send it up and not You've have- You gotta use this. Yeah, yeah, I get some good photos and videos. So we did a fight night at the factory, like what, two months back. Um, it was fantastic. Very, very uh, Mad Max aesthetic. Mad Maximalism. You did a music video. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yeah. We got we got some b boys out of the tong, dressed them up like Muay Thai fighters, and they had a dance battle inside of it. It's phenomenal. That's mental. Yes. Yeah. It was so good. See, I love these ideas. Do you yeah. think sometimes these ideas are a little bit far fetched for uh, to to create good revenue from doing a show? Like oh, that? you never. Yeah, you never. But it's not why you're doing it. You're why, doing did you, why did you do it then? Just for you? Just yeah, because we can. Because you can utilize the content. Can. We why do not? it. Like, how often do you get to say that you've done done that? You know, like yeah, so. And then, if you didn't do it this time, you're not going to seize the opportunity to do it again, right? So, yeah. So it's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Fantastic. Do you ever find it, I'm guessing most of the stuff that you that you produce and manufacture, it's all one off. Yeah, yeah. So there's not two pieces or very no. rarely, I'm guessing, you'll have the same two chairs or the same... Never, never. But that's that's a part of the reason people come to us. Yeah, no, exactly. For totally unique, undeniably them yeah. artworks and furniture and bits and pieces, you know? Which if, is the cool part. If you had a blank canvas of a project... Yeah. Whether it be a renovation, um, a, f a new factory layout, or something, is there a dream that you have of doing a project? Is there a project that you've got in your mind you'd love to do? I mean, like, do you like I dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Doghouse, yeah. <laughs> Training school. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've like the aim is always to get into like full-fledged, full-off. Um, Resort design. So whether it's going to be within the next 10 years or 20 years, it's going to be where I'm headed. Doing doing very similar. Like, like I've, I worked in uh, Bill's uh, offices in Bangkok and Bali when I was very young, and I just loved the energy of the space and the mm -hmm. fact that they had like immaculate details, drawings for every part of these hotels and resorts, right? Um, everything from the silverware to the master plans. It's like, it's all, it's all thought through and detailed and you really create an impression. You create, create something magic by taking care of every part of the way. And like, it's, that's, that's the goal. We were still like, we're still, it's still in the future. We're not ready for, to do those sorts of projects yet, but we're getting closer. Like, as we develop and build the team, it's always sort of like towards that end point. Do you run the risk in doing that of becoming uh, commercial? Yeah, for want of a better term. I think. I think because then you had the same. You've then got the same. I think you just, units and same you, product. You have to. Well, I mean, doing doing unique things, but 
you've got to, I think it's just about making sure you've got the time and the team to be able to do, like, curate something that's really, really, has a real soul to it, some a real spirit, real character. So you feel like, when you go somewhere, you feel like something's been taken care of, like, yeah. around you. You notice that people have taken care to put that light, the shine on that artwork in exactly that way, because mm. it creates something quite wonderful for the people that visit. And I, to be honest, like, I really enjoy more F&B style design because you create these spaces where people visit and for a short period of time it's full encompassing, you know, yep. like everything, they're like drinking in the details as much as their cocktails, you know. Can you explain that to me a little bit more? What, yeah. what do you mean by by that? Do you mean, you don't mean the food and the oh, cocktails no, I, itself, I, you mean the ambience yes, and the, so the, the design? Well, I mean, my, well, yeah, the ambience of the design, but like, I think it all ties. It all ties into creating a. How would you say, an experience? I mean, because that was, like you're building a space, but you're really building an experience, right? At the end, and if you think about it that way, it changes the it changes how you think about projects a little bit. Yeah. You're shaking your head at me. Yeah, because you were going off to space. No, I wasn't. I was oh. going to ask you another question. I was going to. Give me a, an idea of an F&B place, apart from McDonald's and Burger King, other burger places are available, that you think has got that kind of feel that you like. Um, it's... Apart from the Grind Cafe, obviously. Here, obviously <laughs> apart from the Grind, yeah. On the well, Bypass get, Road. <laughs> the Grind Cafe on the Bypass Road would definitely be yeah. one of them. Um, uh, oh, have you been to... Have you ever been to, been to uh, Black Ginger at the Slate? That's a special, Black special Ginger. spot. Yeah, uh, I've been there for years. Yeah, so if it's changed or not, the one that's just on the it's lake. On, it's on yeah, the yeah, lake, yeah, that's right? So, cool. did some weddings there. Yeah, so this is—it's one of those places like you—you you come in and even the entry, like you come in across the lake, you get pulled in on a on a little pontoon by this uh, one of the staff, and then yeah. come, come. There's an amazing sense of Where's arrival. Uh, the Indigo Pearl, called oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, previously the Indigo Pearl, yeah, yeah. Now the yeah, um, and just like the food and how it ties in, it's got this beautiful sort of mystery to the space, and just, like the food's incredible, and the forgive, whole experience is. Forgive me for saying this, I, I've always found before it was the slate, when it was Indigo Pearl, I found it a little bit too gimmicky. Hmm. I found it when I went in there, and don't get me wrong, I thought it was lovely, but I found, I started thinking to myself, am I at Disney World? Is this? Am I in? mining well do you know what i mean and that's and i think the, the thing that got it for me was the knives and forks yeah that's what pissed yeah. me off I thought, <laughs> really yeah because yeah. they had little spanners yeah. on the top and i thought that's going a little bit too far and i felt that yeah made it a bit too gimmicky i loved them to go pearl back in the day oh i love the fact that you can nick some of their you cutlery and use so it on much your stuff truck. at home <laughs> 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 Didn't your old man have a lot to do with designing that? Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Did. He, so let's yeah. not knock it too much. Yeah, that's what I, I love that place. You stole stuff from him. Yes, because it's what quality stuff. Did you, did you steal a whole mine? <laughs> a little, one of those little carts? No, I had, Please um, tell me you had. Just, I had the, we had a do not disturb sign from the door and some cutlery. If you're listening from the slate, then <laughs> Russell Distance We're, Russell. Sorry, couldn't Well, they it. won't care because it's branded Indigo Pearl and they're now the slate. After a long battle with Hilton, I think it was, so they won't want it back because it's in the GoPro. I don't know why it changed to the slate. Because it, it was a legal battle with, I think it was Hilton that have Indigo in one of their brands. Can you say allegedly, please? Allegedly. Thank you. And we get sued. Um, it, it was totally that. <laughs> do you, with your design and kind of your very um, kind of 
fine art background. Do we're going back to the F and B stuff? Do you like when food comes out? This is completely going off the cuff here. Comes out all designed and pretty, or are you more of a? Do you know what? I just want a fried rice and I'll. And, I, and I, egg and chips I think and that's even it. something that feels incredibly casual needs to be curated, right? Um, maybe that's just the designer side of me, but like, but again, like you don't want things that are too fine dining either. Yeah. Like something that feels colorful and casual. Like the fact that you can put a few garnishes on it on a meal that. Really pop in terms of the colors of the plate. A little bit the of food, parsley on the side. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, horse. Yeah. Or a bit of chopped tomato and some. But someone's cucumber. put that little bit of extra thought into the presentation. Well, it's it's yeah yeah it. Well, I mean, it's everything's Instagrammable now. But pa like even before you think about taking a photograph of it, the fact it makes you it makes you hungry. You're eating something pretty. You're eating yeah. something that someone's. It's not just a slab of stew that they've kind of slashed onto a tray, you know? It's yeah. Do you use sound in your design as well? And do you think about sound? Honestly, not that much. I, sh I reckon it's, it is an experience. It's a sense to remember about a space. Because that sometimes I find you go into these beautiful places and then you get this crap music being played oh, yeah. or it's a, the, the effects and, you know, the acoustics associated. It just completely ruins the ambience it's something that I see that not many people really deal with yeah that's a good point so in terms yeah. of like designs and stuff do you take a role in that uh, I mean well you have to make spaces that sound good mm. as well as any but in terms of sound design for a space no I'm not picking out their playlist no um, I don't mean no but like in terms of the ambience if you've got a, a busy cafe and there's you know, I've been to some places yeah um, I won't mention but you get a couple of people and having a conversation and fuck me it's echoing all off the walls and it's oh, bouncing yeah, yeah. and it's that's, impossible to yeah, and you don't want to go there because it's just it's just too loud and uncomfortable. Mm, no, so, it, but is it, that something that you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. Get involved with? Like we did a uh, project in Norway in Lillehammer for a restaurant I still can't pronounce because it looks like someone fell in the sleep at the keyboard. Burskibishkibur. Yeah. Um, and this was in a old um, old beer cavern, but it was the acoustics were horrible because it's just a it's cavernous space. You can hear the conversation of the. It feels like they're whispering, whispering in your ears because they're and they're at the other end of the restaurant. But uh, what we did for that was did these long mural style outworks in canvas that went all the ways down either side, and then a lighting track on top. And they would help. And we had all uh, sound insulation padding inside it and behind it, and it really it fixed the problem right up. But that's like that's a part of the design process. You're, yeah, you really have to you have to resolve issues that pop up as well so you do stuff worldwide not just for Phuket and Thailand yeah, you, yeah. you know actually less in Thailand less in Phuket than anywhere else now I remember when I was here oh a few months or maybe a year ago you were building some um, almost like little tree houses in the factory oh yes yes whatever happened to those bad boys uh, so we did the uh, we did the project on Koyao Noi uh, Treehouse Villas, which was oh, very. Okay. That's yeah. what it was for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So we uh, we built. Yeah, we did an entire project of those, and since have had projects that we've been working on. Like we've got an upcoming project in Mauritius, which COVID has sort of put the brakes on a little bit. Um, but those, yeah, it's still still something we're doing, still something we're doing and developing. How does it work with these sort of international projects? Do you find that you've, you'll get sent through a design, this is what everything's gonna look like, and you go ahead and build. Do you need to go on site, see and feel the area that it's gonna be in, or can you just go, oh, well, this is what they want? Yeah, a lot of the time that can be a little bit problematic. I mean, if obviously, if this year aside, but, but yeah. Um, 
but yeah yeah most of the, a, lot of, a lot of the time that's what it comes down to but these days it's really easy because you can buzz over sketchup models and yeah things so you can get quite a lot of information from them um but yeah it's you just have to learn how to be very polite over chain emails <laughs> yeah with everything when you're working for someone as a designer and i've had the same thing how frustrated do you get with clients oh no not 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 frustrated not really Do they most of them give you free range then yes yes or else we take it uh, no like usually <laughs> usually the the process is we're gonna put so much energy and effort into something that whatever whatever they started with we're gonna way exceed the expectations uh, with the final product and that's across the board you get a shop drawing that's descriptive in terms of sizes and stuff but there's no real a lot has to change in the process of actually making it which i think is one thing we really excel at in terms of really putting energy uh developing the designs that we get i would also argue if people are coming to you yeah they know what they're coming to you yeah. for yeah exactly there's a reason they've yeah, yeah. got yeah. us got gotten to us in the first so, place and they're, they're aware that yeah. of, of you your background your history your brand yeah so I'm not going to say build me this exactly because mm. that's not it's what you do. It's more a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us your guidelines just so, <laughs> yeah. we, know, just so we know what we're not going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are, yeah what, what are you aiming at? Yeah. All we've talked about is Zach's work, haven't we? We've not even, even opened up about him personally. Oh. Tell us about your love life. There we go. Done that. <laughs> William. Uh, sorry, ladies. He's so, taken yeah. now. Yeah. He's but, a taken man. Married plans oh no not yet okay. not yet just just enjoying well, there's a look yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right Sorry, so, so how long we've we been together uh about a year now oh yeah. that's plenty of time you should have actually yeah yeah met her met her on my uh met her on my last birthday oh yeah so that was did that she was pop a... out of a cake i'm just <laughs> 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 i'm just, I'm just <laughs> asking <laughs> yeah that's wrapped brilliant. up yeah yeah <laughs> So well, anyway, just if so, we I should know. cancel the cake for this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be inside it? Yeah. <laughs> Russell. Let, let, let's get to the, the, the main crux of it. What are you looking at me for? Because oh, it's your question. Oh, um, of all the things, um, obviously you've traveled a fair bit. You've had a fairly creative life. But what sort of things have you got on your bucket list? Bucket list. Um, Apart from, can I just say, when I, when I asked Zach to be on the podcast a few weeks ago, um, he did say, and I sent him the questions, I said, and one of them is, we're going to ask you about being on your bucket list. He replied back saying, well, I've already hit it because I want to be on the Jailer Shark. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very nice. Yeah, which is fair enough. And then ah. I turned around and went bullshit, and he went, yeah. I mean, it's right. understandable. You think? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to be on this podcast? I'm surprised it's taken this long that we've got him. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Sorry, Zach. You should have been number one. I'd, I'm, I'm really looking forward to traveling again. Like, I've been, it's been working for such a long time. I've been, like... Obviously, Who there's the fuck a doesn't? <laughs> um, like on the career side, it's more working, like doing bigger and better projects, and that's always that's always going to be a an ongoing thing, right? Where, yeah, where it's always till the next one. Where do you want to travel to? What would be your, you know, because COVID's gone. There's your passport. You can go one place now. Where's it going to be? Oh God, South America for sure. Anywhere, anywhere in particular. It's a big continent. Uh, yeah. Um, Oh, okay. love to go back to Brazil. Okay. God, it was beautiful out there. Um, get You've a, been there before, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah. Get a van and 
Trek. Get, sorry, I get heard a get a man. Each to their own, Zach. Yeah. Up to you. Uh, now get a van and then and, and properly do a road trip. Because, like, you know that, uh, what is it? The, the timed, uh, got my mind's blanked. <laughs> While you're thinking about that, have you been anywhere else in South America or just Brazil? Oh, just Brazil. Okay. Just Brazil. Yeah, ditto. I'd like but to do Argentina. It was a great, it was a great launch pad, like, mm. honestly. But get a van, travel around, like, do, do a proper road trip. Yeah. Like, what is it about Brazil that you like? Because when I think of Brazil, I think football, I think carnival. Yeah. And obviously, let's not, well, come on, let's do the joke. And I think ladies' parts. So what is it about <laughs> Brazil that you like? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> and not necessarily in that order. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't know, apart from Rio de Janeiro, um, I wouldn't know what is there is about Brazil. I don't know about Brazil. Do you not remember the 2016 World Cup? Uh, yeah, but they was watching football. It wasn't watching anything else. <laughs> but are there other areas of Brazil that I obviously obviously don't know about? Well, but that's that's the, that's point, the point of exploring yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. You, get, I mean, you start somewhere country. and you don't know where you're going to finish. I like... In turn, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Like, I never really got that gap year that a lot of people had. And so you shouldn't. You should fucking go to work. Gap years. <laughs> I've been on a gap year for the last <laughs> three years, I think, to yeah. be fair. No, but I, I, you know, start somewhere and set out a good couple of months to figure yeah. out, find out where you finish. Yeah. You know? Just see where the road takes you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I think, a little bit of just a loose a very loose plan because everything else is very structured at the moment so yeah very loose start point and survive is there anything else on the bucket list you want to do Couldn't see tell it's you interesting right i guarantee that what you'll do is in about either a few hours time or a day's time you'll you think, think you'll send me a message yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit, i, I should, should have said, said this, said yeah. this. Because I did exactly the same thing when Russell interviewed me and I did my bucket I've got not much on my bucket list. And yeah. since then, I've now got, I want to go and get a monster truck. I want to drive a monster truck. I want to go to Argentina. Uh, I yeah. want to be a cowboy in Argentina and eat steak on an open fire somewhere. Yeah. And I start to add them all mm. as I go along. Oh, it's, good. It's, it's good. It makes you think. Actually, one of the, one of the ones, I, I, I managed to take this off a few years ago. But you know the, uh, the giant puppets that trounce around Europe? I got to see one of those in... No in, way. Uh, Oh yeah, I, I was so into it because I love the theater of it, the yeah, yeah. like the mechanical. Oh, it's incredible! They are massive. Like I was, like, I was drinking. Stories, a, high, aren't I they? was drinking a beer on my friend's rooftop, and this <laughs> one of them walked walk past, and you're at shoulder height. Yeah, like it's it's nuts. Like uh, they had to because uh, this this happened in Leywarden, and my friend was working on the committee of the European Capital of Culture at okay. the time because that was the city where everything was happening. They. They were planning this, this for two years, clearing telephone posts, reinforcing roads, building embankments. It and was, and they, so the people have got a long poles and they're basically. Oh my God, there's like, there's, there's, people like, in there. there's like 50 people yeah. controlling this one puppet because it's all done by their body weight. Yeah. They're massive parts hewn out of timber. But, like but their eyes blink, they can smile. Oh, the, the, it's, the it's, deep, it's just incredible. Oh, there was Are a, they going to take over the world? That's, probably. That worries me a little bit. Yeah, quite probably. <laughs> If someone sprinkles some, you know, pixie dust Mary, on them, yeah. then we're fucked. Like, <laughs> they're gonna yeah. Just, yeah. Is that something that you would, because I, I remember your dad talked to me about it when I, when we was doing the, as I touched Russell's leg, when we did the Jailer Shark and Friends live show, he mentioned to me, oh, we could do these puppets, because he's always, yeah, every yeah, time no, I, I walk I'm, in here, he grabs me like, and says, right, we're going to do this, Jay, and you're going to do this, and Jay, you're going to do this, and Jay, I'm like, all right. Well, down. there's always, there's, there's, there's another, like, there's a dream of really creating a, 
a wild Mad Hatter Baba cabaret here at the factory at some <laughs> point. <laughs> like, that would be fun. like the maddest, craziest, weirdest things that you've ever seen ever in one place on stage. But I think there are people on this island that would do it. That oh, would well, do it because anyone, like, anyone here that wants to well, there's, drop in, there's, there's two of you're us very two sat right next to you, mate. Yeah. But also, I remember I came here. Excuse me. There was a swap shop here. Yes. A couple of months ago. Yeah. And there was a Russian girl who did the fashion show. Yes. Uh, and you should have been here, Russ, because I mean, I brought Ashton, my boy, with me, and at one point, mate, you've got to just—I had to cover his eyes up. And <laughs> you I know, savage! Oh well, I know the Russian girl that did it, and she's a lovely, lovely chick, but she is out there, like mm. bonkers, completely, completely out there. So I think there is a market for that kind of craziness yes. that goes on. Yeah, yeah. But we've, but we've actually—we've got something planned with the same girl. Tell us more. The same group. It's—I can't. Just, just teasing that. Well, do remember, you've got two MCs that are pretty much out there that are sat here, and I'm very good at dressing up like the Mad Hatter. I'm very good at just being mad. Okay. You can dress up as a rabbit. Yeah. Can mm. you? No, I'm not gonna, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's wrap this no. bad boy up. Um, I'm loving your work boots, by the way. I love the fact they've got zips on the side and laces. Oh, well, the so laces are just for oh. show. These, these. Oh, okay, so it's zipping. <laughs> um, Zach Underwood from End the Underwood Factory note. from the Grind Cafe. Thank you very much for being our little podcast. Oh, Thanks thank you on, so much for having me, guys. Um, when is the grind open? Is it open seven days a week? Seven, so, seven days a week now. Yeah. From when so, till when? From from morning till late. <laughs> <laughs> so from uh, eleven till eight. Uh, so come in okay. for lunch. Come in for dinner. Like You'll it on Facebook. It. No, definitely come in because we're looking around. It's um it's a bonkers place, but it's an amazing place. And yeah. the coffee's really nice, actually. The coffee was very good. Thank you very much. Um, Zach, thank you for having us. Oh, thanks a lot. Cheers, buddy. And, um, uh, good luck to you. Oh, and cheers. We'll you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Welcome to the outro. Welcome to the outro, Jay. Um, I like Zach. I love Zach. He's, He's great. very intelligent, He's cool. but very cool and very. Bar. What? Being intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. He's a lovely guy. Do you know what I like about him most? Is he's just genuinely nice. He's a really nice guy. Uh, genuine is the word. Very easygoing, very relaxed. Just I think that's just him generally, right? Generally. we're gonna Generally say, genuine. <laughs> he said the word generally a lot. I also noticed, you could see on his face, he had so much going on. There was a lot going back, back here. Yeah, there was a lot going on in his head. And he was kind of like going, right. But he, was, he gave us his time, which mm. I think was really precious. Because I can see how busy he is. And he just gave us a little tour around his factory as well, which is kind of nice. Have you been nice. back there before? Yeah, yeah, a few times. That's my first time I've actually been. Oh, really? Yeah, that's mental. Have you not been through it before? No, I haven't. Oh, man, no, I used to come here, obviously, because I've done a few different gigs here. I used to go there all the time and just walk around and see the different projects they're going on. That's just mental. It that's is a, just some crazy stuff. And I, I love their work. And it's, it's just... But, I, but you only see their work on the outside. And like you said, now you've gone to the back of the factory, you see, see the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mental. It is really cool. I feel really weird sat here so close to you. <laughs> um, but that was Zach. I, no, I really like him. I've known him for, like I said, um, when Tank and I, God rest his soul, when we opened the stage, I still say we opened the stage here. We're the first act on this stage. And that's when I met Zach. And ever since then, he's just been a cool guy. Yeah. Cool, cool guy. I, I couldn't tell you when I first met him. It's been years. I feel like I've known him forever. Ah, oh, bless him. Hey-ho. Um, well, there you go. Have you listened to Bartcast yet? I have indeed. Good, you should do. Bartcast yeah. <laughs> has been released. It is out there. So make sure if you do uh, own a dog or you're thinking about getting a dog, listen to Bartcast. Subscribe, please. Give That's us a five-star rating. Um, and while you're doing that, you give us, Jayla Shark and Friends, a five-star no, rating if absolutely. you like. Absolutely. You can say anything you like in the, 
in the words in the comment section. Which no one reads. They just want to see yeah, the number of stars. Yeah, just give us five stars. And apparently that helps us with algorithms and stuff. I've never asked for it before, but I've decided that I need some money. So <laughs> <laughs> give us some five stars. Um, if, you, um, if you've got a dog that needs training, go and see Russell. Yeah, come to Canine Point. There you go. Canine uh, Point Academy is up in Ban... Down. There you go. Ban Down. Ban Down. Man Down? Ban Don. Ban Don. Not Man Down. Man Down. Ban Don. Ban Don. <laughs> Uh, anyway, go and check that out. Loads going on. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. And go to our website, which is... PhuketPodcast.com um, Do you want me to play the Bartcast advert at the end It'd of this again? would be not to, really, to be fair. All right. Cheers, buddy. Thanks for your time, Russ. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. This is Bartcast. You ain't nothing but a Bartcast deals with just about everything dog-related. Dog obedience, training, health, owning a dog dog behavior and care and nutrition. Each week, your questions will be answered by professional senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell, a professional member of the IACP, a registered evaluator with the American Kennel Club, and has trained thousands of dogs across a variety of disciplines. So you're basically you're rewarding the dog for barking? So, yes, with the with the understanding, I want them to understand. I mean, I like, for example, I could use the word speak. So speak, woof, woof, woof. Be quiet means nothing. I don't woof. You just mentioned the term raw food. What uh-huh. do you mean by raw food? So um, there's quite a big movement um, in some circles about feeding dogs a raw diet. So uh, the philosophy behind it would be, you know, dogs, generally speaking, don't sit around a fire and cook their food. They just eat the kill raw. <laughs> Is it better to adopt or is it better to buy? Um, it's, it's a real dynamite question, that one. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. Time. No beginning, no end, an infinite procession that humbles our mortality. But there are moments in life that transcend our fate. Burgers, crafted by gods among men. These are the burgers that echo through the ages. Like the mythical gods of ancient Greece, they may thrill us, inspire us, at times make us angry, but they will never let us forget them. Saturday the 14th of November is their night, their battle, their moment of ultimate sacrifice. Welcome to Phuket's Best Burger. Greatness. Redemption. Glory. Glory.